Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, former Long Beach City Councilwoman Renee Simon, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is former Long Beach City Councilwoman Renee Simon. Renee, welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you, Art. I'm delighted to be able to be here. You bet. Renee has just written a book entitled Our Own Big City, and it refers to Long Beach uh, uh, always kind of looking towards L.A., as being the big city, and, and we're taking second fiddle, and, and that's not at all the way it should be, is it, Renee? Well, it's not the way it is, the way it, the way it used to be. <laughs> so this book actually talks about Long Beach 50 years ago, and then uh, you mentioned eight important policy decisions that has remaked the city. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Let me just read the back of the book. This is Renee's own words about Long Beach, California today, home to nearly half a million residents, was in the 1970s a city mixed in an economic, political, and environmental morass. Its downtown was mostly vacant. Its once quality retail had left. Among the critical issues the city faced in the early 70s were misplaced local political power, a potential threat to Poly High School, and inappropriate zoning for high rise, uh, rise condominiums. Now, more than 50 years later, the city has gradually focused strong political leadership, growing interest from developers, and a healthy economy. Uh, quite a change. Yeah, it was very exciting to be a part of it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are so many important issues that, uh, and you highlight them in your book, but uh, uh, let's talk about the power elite that uh, that kind of ran Long Beach back in those days. Yeah, well, it was a... I don't think there was another city that was subject to that kind of external control from City Hall, a city hall. And from the newspaper. Well, it was the, the then Press-Telegram, which is, has the same name, but it's a different newspaper and a different ownership. But the then Press-Telegram literally controlled everything that happened in City Hall, yeah. which is quite remarkable. And that's not the way a democracy is supposed to function, <laughs> where there's a clique that basically says yes or no to anything of importance. Well, the, the, I think the, the problem, didn't seem like a problem, was the, the election structure in Long Beach. Because we have nine council districts, you were nominated by district, but at that time, you were elected citywide. And really, people had no way, citizens had no way to know a candidate from the other side of the L.A. River, which was part of Long Beach, or North, North Long Beach. Yes. And so 
candidates, if they wanted to get elected, needed to have the publicity and the endorsement of the local newspaper, which was the only vehicle in Long Beach to give people information. We had no radio, we had nothing except that newspaper. And your book mentions how a lot of folks on election day would just cut out the editorial page of the Press-Telegram, or whatever the paper was then. That's what it was. Yeah. And uh, pick the nine candidates that they recommended That's for the right. nine districts. That's and, what and, they figured. Well, the newspaper must have, you know, they know all these people, so I'll just take their advice yes. for it. Yeah. And uh, that actually has changed through uh, district elections. Oh, yes. District elections made an enormous difference because people were elected by, they, they could walk a district. And yes. People would know them, and they, these were, and so it was. Uh, district elections really took the power of the newspaper and and destroyed it. And Alan Lowenthal, who first ran as a city council person, uh, knocked off an incumbent, Wally Edgerton, by walking the district I'm and sure. walking and walking and walking. Yeah. And uh, he's still walking distance. He's still walking. <laughs> now, uh, now, now it's a congressional district, <laughs> but he's still walking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, under the heading of public participation in the political process, it's very important, isn't it? Well, uh, we didn't have anything in those days. It was really remarkable to me that nobody, nobody challenged the city. We would have a hearing before the Planning Commission mandated by state law, if you wanted to amend the general plan, for example, or zoning yes. changes. And they never had any public hearings. Or if they did, it was- Very short. We're gonna have a public hearing, we now close the public hearing, let's vote. <laughs> And so public participation really didn't exist. And you told me before we went on air how, a, how the city budget then used to be reviewed with very little public input. Oh, yeah. You know, I was, uh, that, that as, a, as a member of the League of Women Voters, I had really was very much understood very well the, those kind of processes. And I guess I was maybe two weeks after I was seated, we were adopting the city budget. And by the way, the only woman then on the council. Oh, yeah. And uh, and after lunch, it should have given me a clue that they were adopting the budget after lunch. They never even talk about it. And one of my colleagues said, I move we adopt pages one through whatever it was, 300. And somebody else said, I second it. <laughs> and I'm saying, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm totally out of, out of control, I think. But... Uh, that that's the way they they yeah. did. They would have they would have adopted it. No discussion, no questions. Times have changed. Yes, they have. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the port of Long Beach. We're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. 
To learn more, go to POLB.com. The Port of Long Beach. Thinking outside the docks. Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. We're back continuing conversation with Renee Simon, former Long Beach City Councilwoman. The Coastal Act, of course, Renee, affects what can be built within the coastal zone, and that impacted Long Beach and Ocean Boulevard. Tell us about that. Well, that's, that's true. Until uh, we were very, I think, the, the state and certainly Long Beach was very fortunate that the voters uh, adopted what was then called Proposition 20, which was the Coastal Act that said anything along the coast <clears throat> should be open to all citizens and access to them visibly and physically. And <clears throat> before Prop 20 was passed, the, you've probably seen along Ocean Boulevard the very the tall blue, the blue, blue whale, <laughs> blue whale, blue ghost, <clears throat> the galaxy, the galaxy yes. which is a high rise. Uh, condominium and it's that kind of construction that the Coastal Act could control. But the builders beat the passage the, of the was, Coastal yes, Act. Yes, but the, and the intent then was to have a little Miami Beach in Long Beach and have a whole series of galaxies all the way down the Ocean Boulevard. That, That's but, what the but developers wanted. That's what the citizens. Well, I, no, I think not because we adopted this. Yeah, and uh, and so we're very fortunate if we don't have a whole string of galaxies. They were blocking the view of these old, older, gorgeous single-family sure. homes 
people looking down into their backyards. It was really tragic. Not to mention the parking problem that got aggravated by the Galaxy. So that was built, and there was a reaction against more galaxies, more galaxies and the right. council cut it off. And, uh, and as a consequence, the city council at that time finally, it was a slow process, finally adopted Kennebec as the, it's where the art, Long Beach Art Museum is yes. on Anything east, this side of Kennebec would have no high rise at all. Yeah. And all the high rise would be towards downtown where it's appropriate, leaving the residential area looking residential. And the Museum of Art uh, with a beautiful site uh, overlooking yes. the ocean. Let's turn for a moment to uh, education. Uh, as you know, I taught for almost 40 years at Long Beach State. Uh, you had an association with them as well. Uh, Long Beach State used to be known as the mausoleum on the hill. There was a like a wall between the city of Long Beach and the university. Yes. And, and some of us worked hard to kind of break down that wall, but tell us your experience. Well, that was, that's really unfortunate. We used to talk about town and gown. And in this city, which is a small, geographically certainly, uh, people didn't even know there was a university here. Amazing to think, Cal State Long Beach, now with uh, 100,000 applications for 6,000 places, the hottest university uh, in, in the system, that they wouldn't even know it was there. Well, and, and now, interestingly, with the construction and development in downtown Long Beach, one of the hopes, <laughs> it's not yet developed, but a hope, is to develop a a, uh, a what it's called a, a building for the art for the art department essentially yes. in down right in downtown Long Beach, which would accommodate juniors, seniors, and faculty yes. for residences and for classrooms and for studios to to bring the the. Uh, art department essentially right into the hub of the city. Well, I know Mayor Garcia is very supportive of this as the former AS president and student yeah. at Long Beach State. He really wants to integrate the university even more with the city and that's a perfect way of doing oh, it. Oh yeah, I think it'll be, you know, they still have to find a developer and find money, but, well, what's but money? It's, what's uh, money? It's, yeah. it's one step closer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, El Dorado Park, which is this magnificent yeah. park in the north. No, no, just east. East, east section, east section. <laughs> east section of town. You were involved in the creation of that. Yes, I'm. That's one of the pride, one of my greatest prides is. And this was before I was ever on the city council. But this land, 900 and something acres, which had always been designated for a park. Yes. And I was fortunate to be able to chair that El Dorado. Well, it wasn't then called El Dorado Park, but <laughs> that committee. And <clears throat> we finally persuaded the city council to place a measure on the ballot to have a, it was a, for 10 years, a tax, additional tax override on the property tax so that we could develop it. And now- well, you needed money we to turn it, it into a park from That's whatever was there. To develop it, yeah. To develop it. And uh, it's, it, when you drive by and you see 
so many people using this from yeah. scouts to families to archery to the golf course. It's, uh, it's so thrilling to see that kind of, of, of open space available yes. and the nature center. Don't forget the nature Absolutely. center, which is a wonderful thing. So it's a, it's a. Well, that's a real legacy. Uh, yeah. You talk about why people get involved in, in public service and, and donating their time and treasure sometimes to, to, to a community. Uh, one reason is uh, you can do something that has lasting value. Oh yeah, it's a it's a lovely and and as uh, one of our support people said, the land, the housing across from the park. He he was from New York and he said, any housing near Central Park has great value, and the to to have housing facing the. The yes. park is, is a big uh, asset for property values. Absolutely. Okay, we'll be continuing this fascinating discussion on the history of Long Beach after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. Continuing a conversation with former Long Beach City Councilwoman Renee Simon. Renee, there was a, a, a whole history with Poly High School years ago and integration. Tell us about that. Well, that, that was uh, an interesting. Poly High School is located in the central part of the city, and it draws its students both from the central part of the city and from the Los Cerritos, Bixby, Knowles area, which is a highly affluent and at that time totally white community. And uh, apparently there was a, uh, some kind of an altercation a Sunday afternoon at a, at a movie theater in downtown Long Beach, yeah. which spread into onto campus for several days and it was very difficult and finally the school administration turned to Polly and said, tell us what to do, we'll do anything. And 
there was on campus teaching there a woman named Nancy Gray, who is still with us in Long Beach. And they, she had heard of other districts that had magnet schools. We didn't have such a thing in Long Beach. A magnet school is a school with high academic elements it, to attract students. Yes, right. And so she created for Poly High School a, a you had to, the, the high school was there, but you could, if you could test in, you could participate in this special educational program. And that became the PACE program. That became the PACE program. And it worked. And, and, and bright students from all over the city applied, and if they qualified, they got in. And, and Polly, to this day, has this very special PACE program. It does. And people that didn't know where they, wherever they lived in Long Beach, parents were eager to get their kids into that program, and she had promised them if your kid can complete the work here, they will have all of the requirements to get into any top-notch Eastern college. And people were very enthusiastic, and they were willing to do it. And that truly saved Polly from ever becoming a, a one-race school. There we yeah. go. Let's talk uh, more broadly about women in local government. I mean, you were uh, an early exemplar of that, but... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, you were the only person on the council at that time, and probably there hadn't been that many women in the whole history of the Long Beach City Council. I don't think there were 15 women on city councils throughout the state of California. Throughout the whole state. Throughout the whole state. I could wow. name them oh uh, from the city. So this was a very select group, and uh, well, uh, times and have changed. But talk about the importance of having women. In government. <laughs> in government. You could well, go for an hour great, on this one. great yeah. value of having women any yes. place. But, <laughs> yes. No, but women, uh, women at that time particularly were saying, as I was saying, if I have a good idea, I want it to get adopted, and if my colleagues won't adopt it, if I introduce it, I don't care. Somebody else can get a credit for it, introduce it, as long as we get this program. And uh, and most of these women had who are who at that time were were all League of Women Voters from throughout the state of California. Sure. We all knew each other, but uh, the, the the there was a big change. So when I would say we need bicycle lanes, my colleagues would look at me like I was. What do you mean you want? take up good land compared <laughs> to a bicycle lane. Or I say we need uh, somebody to speak for the consumers, and we did in Long Beach at that time, develop a consumer affairs office. Women were thinking in a different direction. And, it, uh, and, and I think as a consequence, I was able to make quite a bit of difference as well. And finally, uh Maybe it's self-evident, but just what attracted you to public service? I mean, you were a graduate of Stanford and uh, uh, could have done many things with your with your talents, and 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 you chose to devote a lot of time and and treasure and energy to to public service. Well, I uh, I attribute it all to the the my my opportunity to be involved with the League of Women Voters. When I came to Long Beach, one of the issues we were studying was the city charter of Long Beach, and I chaired that. And 
I knew every section of that city charter, which then was quite thick. <laughs> you might have been one of the few people to that know never did, that well. right? Yeah, yeah. and um, and so as a consequence, I got in, I got interested in in local government, but coming from New York as I did with eight million people, it was suddenly very exciting to me to be able to walk into City Hall and be able to speak know to everybody. anybody. And, yeah. and any city council member you knew by first name, you, you, be, you were really part of local government. It was very exciting. So coming in from New York, uh, uh, getting involved in, in public service uh, uh, got you integrated into this community a lot quicker than you otherwise would have. Well, probably so. Yeah. And and the things I was interested in, uh, I had little children. We were in nurseries, preschool, and so you're doing uh, it for them in the well, future. Well, and so I was part of a co-op nursery system throughout the city. Yeah. We started the Friends of the Library because there was a threat to the, the library system, and so you 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 just followed the need where it was. Oh, well done. Thank well you. done, in fact. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think Long Beach is very fortunate to have someone like Renee Simon as part of the fabric of our community for 50 years and all of the positive contributions that, that she has made over the years. Very inspiring and uh, certainly helped shape Long Beach uh, into the increasingly exciting city it is today. So, Renee, any final thoughts? Well, uh, it's been a, it was probably of the many things I did serving on the city council was the greatest privilege because you can really have a direct effect on what happens in your community and I would urge as I do any young woman to be thinking in terms of participating in local government and if she's interested or can 
any woman can serve on city council. We have four women now on city council. So it is, uh, it's, it's really important to be able to, to really make a difference. Well, Voting makes a difference, but sitting on the city council, you're one out of nine, not one out of 50,000. Well, you've made a big, a big impact as one of those nine and, and on the council and many other things. So again, thank you on behalf of the community. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. And thank you guys for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.